I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. So I was like, cool. So I'm not going to be like one of the girls that's going to be liked for being pretty. I've got to be funny. I hit a mill and I was like, it was so anticlimactic. When I first joined my management, they were like, what do you want? And I was like, my end goal is Love Island. Had the interview, told them I spoke about chlamydia online, never got back to me. When we go to events, people would be like, why are TikTokers here? That's really embarrassing. And I remember once I was speaking to this guy and it was all really fun. And then I heard him go to his mate, yeah, I'm going to go back there. She's got loads of followers. And I was just like, ugh. Do you ever fear being cancelled? Everyone has been cancelled or is going to be cancelled. People love to pull that card. Do you know what actually really pisses me off? What is up guys and welcome back to Working Hard, Hardly Working. I hope you've had a lovely week. Actually, wait, no, you haven't even had your week yet. It's Monday morning, so I hope you've had a lovely few minutes of the week so far. Today I have GK Barry, Grace Keeling, whichever one you want to call her. I just want to get to know a little behind the scenes of GK Barry. She's completely blown up on TikTok through these hilarious story times. Kind of reminds me very much of like back in the day story time YouTubers, but a lot quicker. And she's really, really funny. Like, she has been on my For You page a lot and I have pissed myself laughing multiple times. So I wanted to be able to kind of delve into a little bit behind the scenes, get to know what it's been like to blow up on social media, her relationship, starting a relationship whilst kind of on social media, first few influencer events, what she expected, what she didn't expect, what her hopes, dreams, wishes are for the future. Because I feel like a lot of the content that she puts out is like hilarious story time stuff and I want to know like behind the scenes like what she's really like so I hope you really enjoyed this episode it's a little bit more of a deep dive a little bit of insight into her life enjoy it as always have a lovely day please rate and subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy it if you don't just leave a hate comment on apple podcasts or can't even leave one on spotify so I'm afraid you'll have to go maybe to my instagram to leave one there but as always have a lovely week and if in doubt watch some funny tiktoks Grace Keeling, better known online as GK Barry, is one of the wildest TikTok stars out there, creating content that is both relatable and hilarious. She rose to fame during the pandemic with her TikTok account and since 2020 has gained a staggering 2.9 million followers on the social channel alone, with content around her day-to-day life reaching millions of views per month. Grace is now arguably the most well-known TikToker in the UK with an ever-growing platform. In 2022, Grace entered the world of podcasting and has remained in the top 10 podcast charts since launching back in April 2022, receiving over 900,000 listeners every month. She also recently announced her first podcast tour coming up in February of 2023, which sold out all seven dates in a record time of three minutes. Grace recently became more of a household name, joining Anton Deck in their I'm a Celebrity show in 2022. And I've got her here today to find a little bit more about the behind the scenes of who she really is behind GK Barry. Thank you so much for joining me. Anytime. Very excited to have you today. When you're on things, do you prefer to be referred to as your 
showbiz name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? It's weird because if, if I'm doing something and people just call me Grace, they don't know who I am. So like, I'm just by default, I'm like, yeah, just go with GK Barry. But right. You've done it now, so you can call me Grace after. Yeah, I also feel like it's slightly weird even having two Graces it's on It's like a, if you see, podcast. if you were interviewing like Michael Jackson, it'd be weird calling it, not that I'm Michael Jackson, but like, you know, if you called Michael Jackson Michael, it'd be weird. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. There are some people I don't know where I was going with that. No, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I, I, see, <laughs> I see the um, similarities. Yeah, yeah, same nose. So I want to go all the way back to give people a little bit of background. Where did all of the comedy, being funny, entertaining, yeah. where did it begin? Did you realise one day I'm actually quite funny? No. So what happened here <laughs> was, it's a sad tale, actually. When I was younger, I was collapsed. Like, I was so ugly, like buck teeth, gaps everywhere, short hair, proper lanky. I just looked like something, like a science experiment that went wrong. So I was like, cool. So I'm not going to be like one of the girls that's going to be liked for being pretty. Mm -hmm. I've got to be funny. Mm. So I remember one day I got my mum to get me the whole box set of Miranda. And I like just sat and just watched it. Oh, I could recite all the series. And I was like, right, I'm just going to be like that. So I'd like trained myself to be a little bit funny. Um, and then I was like, no, I could just do this on my own. And then I just went I don't from need there. Miranda yeah. anymore. And then I got a little bit better looking and thought, fucking yeah. That, now I've do. got both. Now, now I'm a double. I, yeah, now I can a do double a li- Yeah, exactly. But I feel like being funny is always a little bit more of a flex. The more things you have to build up your personality yeah. when you're a child, I think that is actually like such a valuable Character thing. Character building. Because I feel like if you've always had it too easy in terms of people liking you, you then end up not being, because yeah. you're not able to develop those things that like make that's you interesting. And everyone that I've met that's like so incredible looking has the personality of like a Rivita. Like they've got nothing to them. No offence if you're really good looking. <laughs> but they just haven't had to like, because they've just got, because they're like fit, they just, you know, yeah, I mean, fit in all the time. You it's very understandable. Fit in with buck teeth. You, <laughs> you can't. You've got to set yourself apart somehow. Exactly. I do, I do completely understand that. And so, at what type of age was this when you started to watch Miranda? You started to <laughs> yeah. come into your own. You started yeah. to make some friends through telling some jokes. I'd say like secondary school time, but I was mm-hmm. proper weird in secondary school. Like I was, you know, when you're trying to find your like who you are. Like, am I like I don't know? Like I used to try and really fit in. So I think that's when I was trying to become funny. Yeah. But I think it only really worked at sixth form, really. That's how long that took. (laughs) Seriously. A lot of years of perfecting. A lot of years in the mirror. And so when did that then turn into your social media? Like, when did you get on social media, start putting things out there? And what were kind of your first few videos like? So obviously lockdown, Mm -hmm. everyone was on TikTok. And Mm -hmm. I remember being like, I will never go on that app. Mm -hmm. That is for weird dancers and like children. And then I got on it. I was like, cool, I'll be on this forever then. Uh, And I remember releasing videos that didn't get anywhere, like miming to Gemma Collins, like the basic stuff. And then I did a few videos where they went viral, like random ones where I was like, the cheek of me to post this picture while I look this ugly or just self-deprecating really. Mm. And people loved it. So I was like, let me keep going. (laughs) And I did. And I was like, right, fine. So that was in 2020? March 2020, yeah. And you're noticing that the ones where you're like telling a story are the ones that are doing... Well, it found like took me ages actually to find what people enjoyed watching. Yeah. Like even when I joined my management, I was like, I don't really know like, what. Maybe I'll do a bit of makeup. Maybe I'll do like 
random stuff like this. And then I found like my story times or like when something embarrassing happens to me, which is every day, if I talk about it, that will easily go viral every time. And so you just started to do kind of more and more of those videos, like more and more situations. Did you start to think in certain situations like, am I going to be talking about this on TikTok? Am I going to be kind of putting it out in this way? Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Like before when embarrassing things would happen, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm mortified. Like... I can never leave the house again. But now I'm like, this is my power. Bang on TikTok when I tell people what has just happened to me. It is so cathartic, like speaking to someone about it, saying what happened. Just laughing about it. Just being able to laugh about it. I understand that it's obviously like what happens to you like in that moment. But I also think it's a huge talent to be able to like tell a funny story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever feel now that it's kind of what you're known for you kind of have this pressure to like always be funny yeah gk barry is a very over the top version of me it still is me but it's very over the top Mm. so like earlier what we were saying like when people come up to you you feel like you've got to be like right okay we just switch that on even if you're having like the worst day ever I've still got to be like I've got to prove to them that I am actually funny in person yeah otherwise they're gonna go back to their friends and be like she was so boring yeah or like wasn't nice or whatever and then when I get cancelled it will all come out yeah when people like yeah well I met her once and she was a boring bitch and I'm like yep do you know what fair play (laughs) just add it on while you're adding it fine yeah I want to go back to like you as Grace Mm -hmm. starting out on TikTok yeah at that time what did you think that your career was going to be where were you at in your life in terms of your uni right so I was three years down at Costa where I used to work I was three years into my bachelor's degree and then I was just like, and no one had a career off TikTok apart from Addison. What's Mm -hmm. her name? Addison, I was about to call it Addison Lee. Addison Ray. So I was like, yes, obviously this isn't like a thing unless you're like dancing in American. So when we were all at the time, like all the people that are now in like my group on TikTok or whatever, we all didn't expect to have a career. So I was just doing this and I was like, right, well, at some point, I had to pull something out of my ass and get, like, a job, like, a proper job. Didn't know what I wanted to do. And you were at uni at this time. Yeah, but luckily, this was during COVID, so I got to work from home. Mm-hmm. I was loving it. I was at home. And also, I feel like in COVID, I was like, oh, God, working. That's a lot, isn't it? That's a thing that's not really... I don't have a clue what I'm even... Like, if I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing it... Don't. But when I was younger, I was like, I am going to be a famous singer. Really? Yeah, I can't sing actually at all but I was set I was like people are gonna know me I swear to god not for singing now just for talking about like my asshole whatever online but similar vibes so I feel like I knew I was like I can't have a normal job here yeah can't even though I worked at Costa for ages you knew you were meant to be on the virtual Listen, stage yeah there was no way I couldn't well I could if I had to but like I was just like I can't that's not where I want to be and so you say that kind of like group when you were starting on TikTok did you start to kind of meet other people that were also blowing up at the same time yeah so we were all around the set obviously some were higher than others like follower wise but there was a group of us that kind of all like you know Max Belegde and all that that started to come up at the same time so by default we were all like introduced to each other because we were like oh wait I've just been invited to this event are you going because it was unheard of for TikTokers to be invited to stuff it was only like Instagram or YouTubers so we were all just kind of in this weird outcast group because when we go to events people would be like why are TikTokers here that's really embarrassing so we just kind of merged together and stuck with each other when tiktok was musically for one god forbid yeah (laughs) 
that was Dark like days. way back like no one's going on there yeah then when it was originally tiktok it was very much like there was definitely a inferiority yeah. type thing i'm not saying in terms of like the influencer what i would just say, i would say at the time that tiktok blew up i was actually completely like retreated from like social media yeah. in general so like i didn't join tiktok until like less than a year ago yeah. or like i you know i just like wasn't so much in that world but I remember there was definitely like there was a view of like oh I'd never be oh, on TikTok like I'd never go on there. like we just come out out of nowhere just on this app chatting absolute rubbish taking their brand deals mm. and people were fuming about it and you could tell when you go to the events you'd be like yeah I'm on TikTok and they'd be like I've been on YouTube for seven years and I'd be like I know I watch you like I'm a really big fan yeah, why yeah. are you being a bitch yeah, yeah, yeah. so did you find there was a lot of hostility yeah I remember when I went to one event I went with someone and the girl that I went with she was like I just don't get it like I don't get why people on TikTok have been invited here I just don't like blah blah and I was she's like why we've gone together here so I yeah. don't know why you're <laughs> but yeah but I didn't even realize it was a thing yeah like, I was just happy to be where free drinks are because I, rem I think there have been like a few different iterations of like well, I know that this is not me saying <laughs> yeah. social media has existed in many different yeah. forms. Yeah. But like there have been, you know, there was like YouTube blew up, Instagram blew up, like all of these, there have been different types of things that different type of content has done yeah. well. Like even the introduction of like reels since Instagram has like yeah. literally turned it on its head in terms of like what makes a good creator. Mm -hmm. So you can see that like some people who, for example, back in like the blogger days, yeah. I remember when I started on social media and I started blowing up, I remember there was like a period of like load of indirect tweets from people who created really amazing content. Yeah. And I objectively was not creating nice content. Like mine would be like yeah. these terrible, like mirror yeah. selfies at uni. Like it wouldn't look nice. It would just be me not being like, today I went to the gym and <laughs> yeah. I had three strawberries and yeah. a fry up, like yeah. whatever yeah. it would be. It wasn't perceived to be like the type of content that would do well yeah. and that's what had been blowing up for years before so you can understand like whenever like a new industry kind of blows up there is this like mm -hmm. hostility towards like how do you adapt yeah. because what was happening I remember when the first algorithm change happened on Instagram oh, Jesus, and like yeah. people went wild well. because they were like you know, engagement's obviously always incredibly important. Yeah. And then it had just like, it had been completely flipped on its head. And so it just wasn't very, like, it wasn't easy to know how to yeah. kind of keep appear appearing to your followers. Yeah. It wasn't chronological anymore. Like people didn't know how to do that. And so there was definitely a lot of cattiness in the industry. I remember being like, whoa, but like what's going on so, here? You've got to be self-well. I feel like I know TikTok is not going to be like the app that it is now forever. In a year, it's probably going to be irrelevant. Mm. Um, and you've just got to find another way to be relevant. Like you have to be creative to be, you yeah. can't just sit there and be like, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do this same thing forever because it's not. Yeah, and I also feel like if you're an influencer or creator in some way, if you are good at what you do, you're always going to have yeah. people's interest as long as it serves a certain market. Yeah. So for example, there are some fashion bloggers now who still blog in the way that they did 10 years ago, mm -hmm. but their content is so good that people don't care they're not posting yeah. reels. They're still going to look at their high-end photos mm -hmm. and be like, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. I guess it must be a kind of like insecurity thing in terms of like, how do I adapt? How do I evolve? Like yeah. I know, for example, like back in my YouTube days, I'm mm -hmm. sure I would have like hopped on TikTok and be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, being able to evolve all my content do like all of this now because it's not a main part of my job it's like 
ultimately, oh, wow. I don't like I don't have the time to be able to give to it because mm-hmm. it's not my main job. Yeah. But I also I, I won't be as good at short form content mm-hmm. as I am at long. That's the thing. It's so content. different. If you're a YouTuber going onto TikTok, it's yeah. There so are some confusing. people who can do. Both, like, I couldn't but... do YouTube. I wouldn't have a clue. Wouldn't have a clue. And I also would forget and couldn't be asked. I think you'd be a great vlogger. I will say that now. Thank you. But it's exactly that. It's about like knowing where your content sits, like what it serves best and how you can like evolve within that time. Like I'm never going to be a good TikToker. My strengths will be elsewhere. That doesn't mean that there's not like an incredible market for people who will be good TikTokers now and like who are are able to like completely blow up. I remember first seeing it and being like, oh my God, (laughs) like what the fuck is going on here? And I was like, you know, (laughs) thank God that's not my main like Mm -hmm. source of income. Otherwise she would be fucked. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But but yeah, like as in I can imagine that's like definitely terrifying Mm -hmm. for like mm-hmm. existing people within the industry so you start going to these events you start kind of meeting these people mm-hmm. what was the first type of brand deal that you got like when did the first cash dollar come in when did you get that first email I didn't do any ads until I got signed by my management that was when I was at 200k which is actually quite early but my manager just messaged me like come on then and I was like all right so I joined um and then I think it was the leggings these leggings, I had to sell them because it makes your ass look big. I'm gonna ass. But like for some reason I was like, yeah, like my ass is flat, but it kind of looks a tiny bit peachy and they sold them out. And then I was like, right, let's go. And then I just carried on doing just to be honest with you, I'm not gonna lie, when I first started, I was just doing shit ads. Like, yeah. What did you get paid for that first ad? Absolute pistol. I re- like because no one worked with TikTokers. The money was so bad. Like, because I just quit my job as well. I was like, I'm going to focus on it full time. And I was like, oh, maybe I should go back. <laughs> it was so Maybe bad. leggings are not Like, it me. was what, like £200? Which, obviously, for some people, like, well, for, for leggings is a lot. But you've got to think what other people were being paid to do the same thing. They were getting paid, like, a couple grand. Mm. So I was like, yeah, this isn't looking good for me. Also, £200 um, if you're selling out the leggings. Girl needs a commission. Yeah, I was like, hang on, how much did you get? And how much did I get? I can't buy a is not mattering here. Yeah, no, honestly, I was like, what the hell? So, yeah, it was definitely hard for money-wise because people wouldn't take you seriously. They'd be like, why would we choose a TikToker when we could choose someone really big, mm. which is no valid, mm. but no. TikTok can get the views, which is why I think people then start like, do you know what? Let's work with them. So you're coming into the industry, you're now getting paid £200, your bum's looking big in the leggings, but not as big if they were wearing Tala leggings, obviously. I look like I had a BBL. Well, exactly, thank you very much. Are you turning up on events or is it virtual at this stage still? Yeah, no, I was an event rat. Honestly, I used to love events, you've never seen me at one now, but Mm. always, any invite I'd be like, yes. And did you feel like that was quite (coughs) essential in like building your career as like an influencer or TikToker? Do you know what? I was just like, couldn't believe I'd been invited to these mm. things. So I was like, I have to go. Otherwise, I'll never get invited again. I don't know how. This is like, I, I used thought, to take time off work. Yeah, to no, to I thought I was take, a five. Take annual leave <laughs> for an event. This is what I mean. I thought I was going to be a one hit wonder, right? So I was like, I am going to lap mm. this up. So I'd go to all of them and then I'd have good story times from it. Because I'd be like, I just fell over in front of Molly May. And it, I knew it would bang. So the events at that time, I think, were crucial. And you'd network with people. So I'd always see TikTokers. Who was the first influencer or, like, celebrity you met that you were like, oh, my God, I've made it? No, Molly May. That was my first ever event. She came up to me and was like, I watch your videos. And I was like, I will die now. (laughs) That is completely fine with me. Like, I remember literally being like, 
shocked. Um, so I'd say that was the first person where I was like, oh, I am on the For You page here, I reckon. But I don't know. It's weird because as you go on and you meet more people, you're like, oh, no, they are just normal people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember meeting YouTubers that I'd watched, or like people that I'd seen on the telly, and I'm just like, oh, no, they're really normal. Yeah. Like it gets to a point where you're like, oh, my God. Then you talk to them and you're like, yeah, no, that's just them, isn't it? Like it's a weird thing where you don't have the same sort of shock. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. But yeah. And so how far into this kind of new TikTok career of yours did you start, first of all, to make the same amount that you were originally making at your job? So for it to kind of be worth having quit your job? Right. Well, okay. So this is a bit of a tricky one because, so I had 200K in December and by like April, I hit a million. So like I grew really fast. Yeah. So as soon as I hit a mill, I was matching it and then making more. So it was a whip, but then I wouldn't know if I was like a 500k or whatever, how much I'd really be earning because it was such a fast right, right, right. growth. But yeah. yeah, I'd say when I hit a mill, I was like, right, let's go. And at what point did you start to think like, oh, this is actually going to be my career and I might not just be like a when you I know, one-off a mill. situation? Easy when I hit a mill. Because I remember always thinking when I hit a mill... I can like relax a bit because I think people take you more seriously mm. when you can be, when they're like, how many followers you got? And you're like, a mil. But, um, and then I remember I hit a mill and I was like, it was so anticlimactic. I remember sitting there like, just hit a mill. Mm. And then just being like, nothing's changed here really. Yeah. So, but I'd say for the career wise, that was when I was like, okay, I can probably do this full time. Okay. So at this stage now, what is your like dream career to kind of come out of this do you still feel like you're very much at kind of like the early stages of like what this can turn into or do you feel like there's still like a resistance in terms of you being like oh my god now I still need to grow and I'm feeling a bit yeah. like Bleh. it's weird because I'm very I think I'm very self-deprecate I remember saying to my manager I was like I've fallen off I've fallen off now and she was like Grace you're literally just at the start like I don't know what you're talking about that you've fallen off so I think it's quite easy to get in your own mm. head but I'd love to go on to like presenting my own type series type thing. Like doing presenting for me is the end goal. Um, but it's funny talking to people in TV, they're like, everyone's moving over to social media, but you talk to people on social media and they're like, I just want to be on TV. So it's like a weird thing where you don't even know where to go, but I definitely say TV is where I want to end up. And I do feel like I'm at the start. Yeah. But I think sometimes it can be difficult when, you know, when you don't have another job and you're just focusing on what you're doing, all yeah. you have to think about is, right, well, that didn't get very much views. Yeah, because it's such an up and down job and also because you're self-employed. You're yeah. like, if yeah. you're freelancing, you're the money kind of... Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like you're going from, like, there's nothing really to, other than views and stuff, which also goes up and down and like algorithms mm -hmm. change and like trends change and, and you're, all of this. And other people you know that are getting more followers or let like... You know, you're constantly comparing yourself to people mm. doing the exact same thing. It's stressful. Have you, have you ever found that's, like, properly affected your mental health? I don't know. I say sometimes where I'm, like, I'm quite lucky when my boyfriend now is so good at being, like, who cares? Like, why do you care? Blah, blah. Like, because I'll sometimes get in these, like, weird frenzies where I'm, like, oh, my God, like, I don't have as many followers as them. We started off at the same time. Like, they're going to get what I want to get before me. Like, just getting in your head about it. But then... It doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Like, if we were to all lose our social media accounts right now... No one dies. Does it actually, like... Mm. You yeah, or your... but it's also, like, something... I think what we're... 
we have this view because it's like kind of the views taught to us of like social media being a bit stupid and like all of these things like we it's kind of like yeah but if it all blew up like yeah but if your job blew up like would that yeah you know like I'm sure that would be quite like as in that would be quite traumatic on that side too but it's also like something you've worked hugely hard towards in terms of like the direction you're going kind Mm. of in terms of like the career you want to build it's been incredibly impressive in the way you've made it like you know I'm sure people you're your stories are obviously hilarious mm. and like people will really enjoy watching them and like people will be like, oh, she's just effortlessly funny. Mm. It's not effortless to be like really funny, to be able to make something Refilmed out of a situation. Like times, yeah, yeah, to be able to like tell it in the perfect way that mm. doesn't have an like doesn't have like an awkward pause or like if yeah. there is an awkward pause, it's the right amount of length so it yeah. doesn't feel hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Like it was an effort and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine that, like, there's been a huge amount of kind of, like, strategy as well that's had to go into, like, building that up. Like, you can't just do 10 of the same story times back to back, otherwise people are going to get bored. Unfollow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's just, I think it's difficult because it's not, there's no job like social media, really, when you're in it. Because obviously everyone's got all their like issues, but it's all different issues. Mm. I don't know. It's just, it's so stressful. But then again, it's also like, why are you moaning? Because you're in such like a privileged position compared to a lot of other people. So it's like, you feel like you can't really complain. What's been your most stressful moment on social media? This is so pathetic. Oh, I'm going to say it though. I remember I just built my Instagram account up to like 230k. And you know how hard it is to build an Instagram and I was just about to release my podcast so I was like okay I need to get a big reach here right I need Instagram account got taken down like a week before my pod launch and I was like no one's gonna see this and it was so stressful because I remember being like oh we've worked really hard to get this podcast out and I just remember being like you know what and I know that's a really pathetic Mm. thing to be like that was the worst thing ever but it actually was so stressful because I was like I've worked so hard but yeah That's my pathetic worst moment. Do you ever fear being cancelled? All the time. I live in fear day and night. But I will say I know most people, everyone has pretty much been cancelled or is going to be cancelled. It's just a thing. Because even when you go through life, I feel like you can't not upset someone. Like Sometimes you'll say something and not realise maybe what you've said and it will upset people. But it's just a way that you deal with it. I feel like, yeah, because also, like, obviously there are the things that have absolutely no exception, like racism, homophobia, like all of the, like, obviously it's going to upset people because it's incredibly upsetting and completely wrong. But, like, with the 
removing that from like the cancellation conversation yeah. because obviously that has to be able to happen and people have to be held to account i think that it's so true that on social media there's like so there's this thing called that i've talked about on this podcast before called context collapse mm -hmm. and basically you know when you're telling a story to like your boyfriend versus telling it to your dad versus yeah. telling it yeah. to your friends you're going to change tiny little yeah. things in there so that it's correct for the audience mm -hmm. and when you're talking to a million people at once you can't, you can't do yeah. that and so you're always going to be somewhat upsetting someone or some like it's just not going to land or yeah. whatever but the response on social media rather than being like I'm going to scroll past is yeah. often or being just be like, like, oh, I don't know if you can say that. Yeah, uh, this is this means this. It's exactly that, and it's kind of this. Oh, you know, if your friend said something wrong and you were kind of just saying, oh, actually, do you know you can't say that anymore? Yeah. You don't say it in a way where you're. You don't walk off and slap them around the face. Exactly, you and you don't it. kind yeah. of assume the worst yeah. and I can understand why people assume the worst of someone on social media because they mm -hmm. don't know them well all of this but I do also think a lot of the time there's a jump to that and the thing is though on social media people do actually feel like they know you so I think they do get more hurt of when course. you've done something wrong because they're like oh well we felt like we knew you now we don't feel like we know you and do you ever feel like people are more sensitive to what you say in your comedy versus what maybe a male equivalent might say. Yeah, there's some videos I've done where I've been like, and it's on a female issue as well. Like, so I can point, for, I have a set of ovaries, like I can take a joke out of it. But people are like, well, if this was the other way around. Like I did a video once being like, um, there was a guy jogging past my house and I went, oh my God, there's a hunk in the neighbourhood. Like I've got to get my gym gear on, I'm going on a run. And I posted it, fucking great video, banged. But people were like, if a man did this, like, people would. And I was like, men do, what are you talking about? Men do do that, but why well, I can't take a joke. Also, I would say that the reason that would be an issue if a man did that is because women are literally getting snatched from runs and Yeah, and, and also, killed. men take so it too So slightly far. different than He'd just saying that someone attractive. He'd be being like, look at that fat, juicy ass. I was just behind a window being like, oh, he's fit. Like, I haven't acted upon anything, and it was a joke, but... People love to pull that card or people love to be like, you can't say... Or do you know what actually really pisses me off? When people message me going, you're the only funny female I've ever met. The, the, the only funny... The only girl I ever find funny. And I'm just thinking, first of all, what kind of girls you hang around with? All the girls that I know are hilarious. Like, right. girls are funny. But it's like that backhanded compliment. I'm like, you haven't gone up to a man and gone, you're really funny for a bloke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And there is definitely like... I mean, there have been many, like, past issues in, like, comedy in general, I'd yeah. say, about, like, women being found funny and, like, mm -hmm. all of these things. It's like, ha-ha, maybe it's just not for you. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, you can sit out. But, of course, like, using mm -hmm. that in a very kind of backhanded way, I can imagine, is kind of like, oh, fuck off. It's just like, everyone's, you know, I just think it doesn't matter if you are a female or male. Obviously, I think there is different types of humours. Mm. Like, sometimes men can be like, oh, tits, yeah. Like, and that's what they find funny and that's fine. But like, so there's different levels to humour and I don't think it matters if you're a boy or a girl. First of all, so we can get some context, yeah. how long have you and your boyfriend been together? Solid eight months and he hasn't dumped me yet. So really? quite proud of that, yeah. I don't mean, I didn't say really as in like he should really? have dumped you. I said really because eight months is quite Do you know fresh. what? That's, yeah, no, it is. We're like really? honeymoon. Really? Well, I've sat here with you for at least yeah. half an hour. <laughs> I'm ready to go. It happens, yeah, no, it does. Yeah, I get that reaction a lot. So how did you guys meet? 
Um, at friend's birthday party, only straight man there. Launched myself at him. History since. A gorgeous Thank meeting you. story. Yeah. And at this point, I assume you'd be on, been on social media for a few years. Yeah, but the best thing is, he actually didn't really have a clue. Amazing. What, like, I really was. Like, he'd heard my name and he'd heard his friend had come on my podcast, but he was like... He'd never watched me. And to be honest, probably best. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be together if he'd watched my content beforehand. So. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's I true. I am extremely <laughs> sure. Yeah. And so I want to talk about before that point then. Yeah. Because you blew up on social media. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that you were probably trying to date maybe. Yeah, massive and cock block And being a, like putting videos out, taking the piss out of yourself, self-deprecation. Yeah. Did you ever felt, feel that that kind of like came in the way of your dating life? Yeah, so... I'd been single for, before my boyfriend now, four years. So, and originally I wanted to be single because I'm at uni. I want to have a good time. Um, and I don't want to sit there and be like, hey, babe, I'm going to be home at 10. Do you know what I mean? Jarring. Yeah. So, we're single then. Then I started making my videos, whatever. And do you know what it is? Right. So, if I've, I walk into a room and I'm like, yeah, I've got a flat ass and, uh, yeah, I'm really pound. I'm really ugly, blah, blah, blah. So, then people have that card to be like, yeah, you do have a flat ass. And look how flat your ass is. Um, so I think boys then would be like, yeah, you've got a flat ass. So I'd be like, right, well, I don't want to date you. Yeah. Or then <laughs> when I start, yeah, nice. that's actually, I'm really hurt actually, <laughs> uh, booking Turkey now. But, uh, then I'd get bigger. And I remember once I was speaking to this guy and it was all really fun. And then I heard him go to his mate. Yeah, I'm going to go back there. She's got loads of followers. If you see how many followers she's got. And I was just like, uh, like I was like, I'm not dating in this while I'm at uni or whatever because you don't know these people's intentions or I don't know. I found it really hard to date. And then obviously when I want my boyfriend now, he just didn't get it. He was like, what? So you talk for an hour in a chair, like, and people listen to it. And I was like, yes, bless dear. you. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. And you, you lucky soul. Yeah. You get it all the time. Yeah, for free. I'll send you the invoice after. Yeah. You get the worst part of me when yeah. I come home <laughs> yeah. and I have not a single most joke boring left. Part. No, honestly, I feel like my boyfriend's probably thinking I'm not funny at all, but it's just because I just give it when I'm out. Yeah. Which is so fair enough. Bastard, and so yeah. how have you found building a relationship while you're like in the public eye? I think it takes, I'm very lucky with Bill because he's, he's very understanding with it. And his friends that we met with were like on TikTok and on Gogglebox. So he saw people coming up to him. So he didn't find it weird. So when people would come up to me, he'd be like, oh yeah, do you want me to take the photo for you? And then we just wouldn't address it. Like it was very easy. And he also just gets like when I'm really overwhelmed... He just helps me with it. But I think it would be difficult if I was dating, say, if I had this happen when I was with an ex, I think they'd be really bitter about it and really jealous about it. I don't think it would have gone down well. I definitely think it could be tough as like a huge change in a relationship. And like, I also think they something... think like, who do you think you are? What, people taking pictures of you? Like... Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think that anyone should be with someone that is like cannot believe that other people would love <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. I think that's probably that's like a, a red, flag. red flag. Like yeah. I do think generally like your partner should think you are like nice enough that other people might also <laughs> yeah. think you're Have great. Yeah. Um, but then like also beyond that, like if you're in a relationship and something suddenly blows up out of nowhere and then people mm-hmm. are kind of like, you're suddenly getting all this attention, like all of that, I can mm-hmm. imagine for some people that could be quite like, anyone could think that if that happened to their partner, they might find that like a little bit intimidating. Yeah. They might find well, it. Well, I think I'd even struggle with. with that a little bit. Yeah. And like, I think that's kind mm. of fair enough. It's the way you're able to like build your relationship around it and build yeah. like, if you come into a relationship where that's already an existing thing Mm -hmm. for example like I've been on social media for what like 
eight years. I don't know what it is. Yeah, like eight years now. And so actually being, you know, being able to be like, oh, I actually do need to be with someone who's like, quite comfortable with that and yeah. like I'm not going to put them on there well, but most people like, won't date outside of the industry now they're like I'll only date someone in the industry blah that's blah, blah. Nightmare. that's my worst nightmare <laughs> I was like are you joking god forbid god forbid did you ever have like some in industry romances no and I god forbid um no I'm very even if I did I feel like I'd be like how is this gonna work and also everyone knows your business because everyone in the industry knows quite a lot about everyone so that's not something like I'm quite like Bill will be on my TikToks, but he's not always on it. We're not a couple TikTok and I'll put what I want of him on there. Whereas if you're both on it and you split up, you probably have to be like, guys, I just want to say we have split up. Um, no bad blood, even though you want to kick each other's head in. You have to then tell people about it, which I don't really like. Yeah. And so you do talk about your relationship on social media. Yeah. And you show him on social media. I do, I do. A little bit here Forced and there. him into a few ads A little bit of a teaser well. when you need a boost of yeah. engagement, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. But he's, <laughs> anyway, he's known, this. but he's not like, I'm not now turning it into where he's in all of my stuff because I really like to keep it private. And old things... To, so you know when people are like, oh my God, is that GK Barry's boyfriend? Well... I dated GK Barry's boyfriend. Oh, actually, I met GK. And it all comes out and they put it on TikTok. And I'm just like, I hate that. Do you want to know something wild? So, you know how, like, so any time I've been in, like, a new relationship or, like, dating someone seriously and I've had to be, like, just FYI, like, the reason I don't, I don't blast you on my social media, first of all, because it's not your decision to be on like this. But also, I don't blast you on there because, like, people are insane. But I will tell you an insane story. Someone went to none other than like I think it was it was either Cirque or Tape the clubs first red flag here yeah go we're on at then. the first red flag pretended they were me oh went oh. home with someone no way and slept with them as me I hope they did a good and job and then robbed them no way robbed them in the morning this person has a mutual friend with me and obviously messages them and goes you're She's fucking mate. me I slept with yeah. her last night and robbed me and I have never told the story before, so I don't know why it's this suddenly is wild. But I had to tell this in context to my boyfriend being like, this is why yeah. we don't because someone could come out and be like, I slept with him last night. Well, and I would have like as in or same with me. Make, and we just have to have the trust up. to each other. Yeah. And so um so robbed him, took his Rolex, robbed him. took like a number of other things. Brilliant. I then wake up in the morning to a load of calls from this guy I haven't spoken to for years that's like a friend of a friend who's like, I said I'd call you, you slept with my mate last night, I think you took his Rolex and this and this. And I was like, no such chance at home Thankfully, I was with my boyfriend the night before. Otherwise, God forbid, I could have been that both have, accused yeah, yeah. And, and arrested. Thought I'd been yeah. cheating as well. Yeah. Which you know, worse than arrested, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'd rather go down. Um, and anyway, thankfully, she accidentally left her ID. That is insane. <laughs> and also, I'd be really pissed off if she, like, didn't look anything like you. I'd just be like, what was the point? How did you fall for that? You fall. Mm. Anyway, so people him. can say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Idiot. <laughs> um, but exactly, like, as in exactly that, people are wild. And I remember telling that story to my boyfriend being like, just FYI, like, as in 
unless we are married, you will not be like all over my so like as in yeah. you know, I don't show you that much on my but social it's, media it's anyway. It's hard but, though because I'm like, oh, I don't want you to feel like I don't want to show you off yeah. or anything. But it's also like people are insane. Like they'll go up to his brother on nights out, like your brother's dating Jika Barry, and his brother's like, I just wanted to get a Corona at the bar, <laughs> and you're harassing me. It is so important to have boundaries, and especially yeah. like with something like that, it's. I see a lot of people who are newer to the industry where it's like, of course, you're going to have a boost in your content mm-hmm. if you are showing that. invested in it. And so it. you get the reward of that, but it's so easy for it that to end price. up yeah. coming back to bite and you. And you're also, a lot of the times, maybe you end up breaking up over it because the stress of it. Or sometimes they'll, or they'll be like, well, I think I'm going to start now. And I'm like, no, this isn't like what I... We're not being a couple's... That, like, this isn't going to happen. Has he ever said that? No, thankfully, he's like, I would rather die than... Than do your TikTok. career. Yeah, and I'm like, you piece of And actually, that's hot. Thank you for saying that. But, yeah, no, he's never... He would just... He doesn't mind being in the videos, but would never... He'd never want more than that. And how did your friends find it when you started, like, blowing up? My friend, my, the one closest to me, my friend Tat, we lived together when it was happening and she was like, not to be rude, but I genuinely just thought it would just fizzle out. Like she was like, I really didn't think this would be a career. Like I thought, you know, we'd go back and it. And now she's just like, everyone's just like, what? Like they are confused. But like when I first started getting recognised at uni, I'd already been at uni with these people for three years and people were like, oh my God. And they'd literally be like, what are you talking about? Like, I've lived with her for three years. What are you screaming about? Like, they were so baffled mm. by the entire thing. You did that show with Foot Asylum. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I did, yeah. We lived in a house for two weeks. No phone, no dignity. You were allowed a vape, but that's off topic. Uh, and just, you just had to live with each other. Basically, Big Brother. But on YouTube, with Foot Asylum, so you get to wear their clothes, which actually is a bit more of a bargain, to be honest. So you go into this house, it's kind of like Love Island without the in love. In the middle of nowhere as well, by In the, the way. middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah, if there was love in that house, I don't know who it would have been with, but it was not me. <laughs> <laughs> it was not she. Yeah. Um, and how was that experience? It was... Honestly. Well, <laughs> so I actually, I remember before I was having nightmares and crying every night. Uh, before it because I'd never done anything like this before and I was also like oh we're literally filmed 24 hours a day so like I don't know how I'm going to deal with that and I didn't know anyone that was going apart from Chip so I was really oh and Kate but I was really overwhelmed but I went in it was really fun but I have to say my anxiety levels have never been that high in my entire life like you'd have to do challenges and it was just so intense and it doesn't look intense but it's intense um, and yeah, and you had to, there was people in there that you wouldn't want to live with or even really deal with on the outside. You know, like, realistically, we're not going to be friends on the outside, but you had to live with them. Were you glad you did the experience in the end? Yeah, I feel like it's something that I could tick off, because I always wanted to do Big Brother, but Big Brother's like six weeks. Um, so I was like, this will ease me in. And it was fun, like I made lots of friends in there, but it was like just so, I didn't realise how much of, a recluse I am mm. until I went in that house like I love being by myself and did you feel a lot of pressure to like be able to be obviously you're you're funny <laughs> you're welcome thank you but as part of like what you're putting on social media it has to be like part of an act like, you're was, putting it on for that yeah. minute that you're talking and it's go and you're mm. able to kind of like think about your story and all of that like yeah. it's harder to be 
Like, if you have a sad moment, no one wants to see GK Barry oh sad. Oh, my Sorry. God. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> no one wants to well. see your feelings. Yeah, keep it yourself. You're a girl's entertainment cry. and nothing <laughs> else. But, like, when I went in, you'll see there's clips of it. When I first went in, I was cracking jokes. I was like, yeah, fucking Jim, you think I'm going to use that now? I'm not. Like, I was, whatever. And then I was Did surrounded. Did you any jokes in advance? No, but I remember thinking, right, like, if there's, like, if there's this, maybe I'll say this, blah, blah. But, like, I went in... And then all the other people came in and they're such big personalities. I remember on the third day being like, I've got to go home. Like, I was like, I've actually got to go because I'm not actually funny. Because the people around me were so funny. I was like, I'm not funny. Like, I was having this whole crisis being like, oh my God, like, I am not going to be perceived well. Had a cry, had multiple cries actually, but the team were really good. It was very intense, but once you settled in, I was fine, but it took a while to settle in. And the lights are so bright. No one tells you this when you go to sleep, it's just lights and you're just like. When you go to sleep? Yeah, that's there's torture. like the living room is like lit up and I'm just like, oh. Why can't they use night cap? No budget. What? They do Not actually, budget, but, but they also need a bit of light apparently. You don't have to turn it off. So yeah. I wonder if they do that in Love Island too. Yeah, they do. There's still like a little bit of light. It's not pitch black apparently. Were you not in this relationship? Would you consider going on Love Island? Uh, funnily enough, when I first joined my management, they were like, what do you want? And I was like, my end goal is love the cheek of me. My end goal is Love Island. Really? I only want to do Love Island. Got a call for it. I was like, thank you, God. Not even religious, but I was ready to turn into a Jehovah's there. I was like, I'm ready to give my life. Had the interview. Told them I spoke about chlamydia online. Never got back to me. But it was a blessing because now I think, what what was the goal there, Grace? Like, Because also, I, I think, no shade or anything, like, whatever, but you're always stained with the Love Island stain. And I want to go on to do like other stuff. And sometimes you don't have that opportunity because they're like, nah, it's just a Love Islander. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, I can't describe, not sounding horrible, but you do have the stain. Yeah. And to, I mean, I, I think to some extent, like as in that's still like very much like worth it for, you know, some careers. But I also think yeah. like you've worked for years to build up the platform that you have now people absolutely work hard for years after love island to build up that platform into something that's like you know huge yeah Yeah. go on but like in terms of like that you've that would never be recognized as a platform you built again this is what i'm saying i don't know whether that's just me being like very like (laughs) fyi yeah yeah (laughs) i built this myself but this is what i mean like you could do so much like molly may has done so much of her life she's achieved so much but people are still like you she only got that because she went on Love Island. Right, despite the like, discrepancy. Yeah, and I was like, well, you know, probably did help her. Yeah, fair play. Oh, 100%. But, like, also, I feel like, I, I don't know. I just want to be taken seriously. So I'm yeah. glad that I didn't do that. But also, holiday for six weeks, whatever. And do you Fine. feel ever, like, because you're, I guess, because the subject is very much, like, comedic, do you feel like you're ever not taken seriously, like, when you go into the rooms to start, like discussing the deals or looking at like where your career might be going I would say I just am intimidated in like professional settings because I've never really been in situations like that before so I don't really know how to react which is obviously where my manager comes in and she's like right so yeah I know people don't take me seriously but they will after they've worked with Mm. me is the situation there and do you ever get like imposter syndrome in the types of the situations time. that you're in yeah I don't even know why I'm here today do you know oh, what I mean like okay. I'm like oh, okay <laughs> well I don't know either um <laughs> yeah, you were actually someone just hired you else? yeah 
I always get that. I'm just like, this is so weird. But then again, I'm also like, no, because I knew I wanted to do this. But it's also like, sometimes I'm doing things. I'm like, how on earth has this, why has this happened? I don't have a clue. Obviously very grateful. But sometimes it's just like, I can't believe this happened. Yeah. And is there anything that you do to kind of like help yourself get over that? Or like realise being like, you're here because you made it here. No, actually, it's just my boyfriend that has to, and my manager. Like, sometimes I'm like, I don't, and they're like, yeah, because you are funny. Mm. Like, they have to remind me, like, you are here for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I was on my own, yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. I'd just be like, I don't know, we have a mental break. Yeah, and I'm sure there is part of the, like, what people say about, like, influencers or people who create content being like, oh, you know, all of the kind of, like, talentless type stuff. It's like, well, of course, sure, Mm -hmm. the talent might not be something you recognise as, like, me being able to paint for example because yeah, I can't yeah but like actually just because I can't of... like cut open a brain and name all of it mm. doesn't mean I don't have talent thank you thank you and I think that should be I your agree. subtitle I'll like your, merch, your yeah. little tagline you. I'd like to know what your biggest surprise about like the influencer industry and your now career as an influencer has been right. all of the people like if you're watching this like the people that you watch on YouTube the people on telly Everyone is just normal. And if I would meet Johnny Depp tomorrow, I would ask to go over his knee. But I also, he probably would just be a really normal person. So that's what I've learned. Don't get starstruck by people. Don't ask unless to go it's over Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having um, me. We've absolutely loved having you. Loved hearing yeah. about your career. Um, and loved having your funnies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Want to find the perfect Father's Day card? Dad deserves better than a drugstore card. This year, surprise him with a special personalized card from Moonpig. You can add your favorite photos and a heartfelt message. Plus, no more worrying about stamps or going to the post office, because we'll mail it for you the same day. Every dad deserves a Moonpig card. Get your first card free with code PODCAST at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com